Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner, and I've been waiting for you. Thank you for letting me come right into your space. Today, we're going to return to Galatians chapter 5, and we're learning how to walk in the Spirit. My friend, you don't want to walk in the flesh because the flesh produces really bad things in our life. But God gave us a soul, and with our soul, we can choose to move out of the flesh realm into the spirit realm. And that's what we're learning in this brand new series, which is called The Works of the Flesh Versus the Fruit of the Spirit. The subtitle says, You Choose. Death Permeated Works or Supernatural Life-Giving Fruit. My friends, I know you want life-giving fruit, so you need to know how to move out of the flesh into the spirit. And we're going to pick up and cover this again today. It's going to be so rich today. And by the way, when you order this, be sure to also order the study guide that goes with it. Both of these are available at renner.org, or you can give us a call right now. And the study guide is loaded. It is loaded with all the points and the principles and the Greek words. You will just devour this teaching. And by the way, it would be great for a Bible study group. And right now we're also offering you my daily devotionals. One is called Sparkling Gems from the Greek Number one, do you already have this? If you already have this, then you need to get number two, sparkling gems from the Greek number two. So many people read volume one that they said, please give us more. So I dove into the New Testament and extracted another thousand Greek word studies. So in volume one, there's a thousand. In verse volume two, there's a thousand. 2,000 Greek word studies between these two volumes. And I know they look very large, but they're daily devotionals. You just read a little bit every day and it will just take you into the New Testament and make it come alive for you. If you enjoy what I do with Greek on these programs, you will just love these books. So order yours today. And please remember that when you become a partner with our ministry, we're going to send you two books as our way of saying welcome to our partner family. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 10, 21, the lips of the righteous teach many. And I really believe that is my assignment, is to teach and feed many people the word of God, but I can only do it with the help of our partners. Partners are really partners because they put the fuel in the tank financially that helps us take this teaching around the world to people that are crying out for someone to bring them teaching they can trust. And when you become a partner, you enable us to take this teaching to those people who are praying for somebody to bring them the teaching of the Bible right from your home, right from where you are right now. You don't even have to leave where you are by going online and becoming a partner or giving us a call. You can transform someone else's life. That is so amazing to me. And the moment you become a partner, we'll send you Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. And we're going to send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone, which is dedicated to our partners. And please remember that we're praying people. And if you need prayer, we want to pray for you. So if you'll reach out to us by calling or by sending us your email or your letter, the moment we hear from you, we're going to really begin to release our faith to believe for God to move mighty in your life. He promises he will do that in Jeremiah 33, 3, where he says, call unto me and I will show you great and mighty things. Let us know how to pray and we'll cry out to God in faith and he will move mightily in your life. But I'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, 
and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. My friend, today we're going to begin studying how to walk in the Spirit and pull the plug on the flesh. The flesh produces some really ugly stuff in our lives, so we have to make the choice not to walk in the flesh, but to walk in the Spirit. And the good news is we can make that choice. But let's begin where we stopped yesterday. So grab your Bible and let's go back to Galatians chapter 5, verse 15, where Paul describes a life that is dominated by the flesh. Listen to what he says. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. Ugh, that sounds like such an ugly relationship and conversation filled with strife and contention. But that is what the flesh produces. Paul says, if you bite, that word bite is a Greek word which means to bite with the teeth. That sounds really ugly, but it also means to wound with your words, which means words bite. It means to lacerate and to rend with insults and reproaches. Has anybody ever insulted you and reproached you with their words, or have you ever done it to somebody else? Ugh. If you continue, you will devour one another. The word devour that is used here is a compound of two Greek words. The word kata, which means down. The Greek word estheo, which means to eat or to consume. But when you compound the two words together, it means to eat, to devour, to gulp, or to swallow completely. We're talking about a conversation where you just eat one another alive. That is not something you want to do. It's negative. It's hurtful. It's harmful. In fact, Paul says, take heed. In Greek, it is the word blepeto, which means listen, pay attention, be aware. He's trying to jolt us to understand that the flesh produces really bad things. He says, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. And that word consumed means totally consumed, completely eaten, alive, devoured, or destroyed. I'm sure at some point you've been in one of those really rough conversations. They're not pleasant and they don't produce anything good. Well, Paul gives us an alternative beginning in Galatians 5 verse 16, where he says, this I say then. That's what the King James Version says. But when you read this in the Greek text, it says it a little different. It says, lego day. The word lego means I say but the word day describes something that is categorical or something that is emphatic. So now Paul is lifting his voice like a commander and he's saying, listen to me, I'm categorically telling you, I am emphatically telling you, you need to make a higher choice. You need to walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. But what does that mean to walk in the spirit. I remember when I was a young man, I would think, oh, if I could just walk in the spirit once in a while, it would be so victorious. If I could just be in a good mood and walk in the spirit on Sundays, what a victory that would be. But wait, this word walk doesn't mean hit and miss. It doesn't mean once in a while. It means regularly and habitually. It is the Greek word peri pateo. The word peri describes something that encircles you or something that is encircling. The word pateo is some of the word pathos, which describes a path. But when it becomes pateo, it means to walk on a path. But when you compound the two words together, it literally means to habitually walk around in one general vicinity all the time. 
It means to live in one particular realm. So walking in the Spirit does not mean hit and miss every once in a while. It literally means live habitually in the Spirit. And Paul tells us emphatically and categorically, we can do that. We really can habitually live in the Spirit. It depicts a person who has walked in one region for so long that it's now become his environment, his place of activity, the sphere that encircles his existence, one man says it depicts a person who has walked one path so habitually that now he can walk that path blindfolded because it is his path, his sphere, the place where he has habitually lived and functioned. It is his path, his walk, his realm of life, and he feels very safe and very comfortable there. And in fact, in the secular literature, of the New Testament times, this word peripateo was sometimes translated to stroll, to stroll. You know, Denise loves to stroll through the mall. Denise loves to stroll through the park. It's really hard for me to stroll. I like to keep moving. But when I watch Denise stroll, it's always amazing to me because she does it so pleasurably and so leisurely. She enjoys all the sights, the smells, the scenes, everything around her. And this word walk, the Greek word peripateo, depicts just that one who leisurely strolls. It is not a picture of a person who's frustratingly saying, I'm going to walk in the spirit. But this is a walk that is so natural to him that now he walks there. He's restful. He's relaxed. He's unhurried. He's peaceful. He's calm. The stresses and anxieties of life are removed and he moves into a realm where he can stroll along in a continual state of rest, peace, and calmness. It's where he lives his life. That is the word Paul remarkably uses in Galatians 5 verse 16. Now I say, I categorically say, that's literally what the Greek means. Walk habitually in the spirit, live in this realm, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. The word shall not in Greek are two negatives. It is the Greek word ou, which is the emphatic word for no. The word may is a canceling or a negative word. When you put the two words together, it means no, in no way, you will never, in no wise, will you fulfill the lusts of the flesh. And the word fulfill is a Greek word teleo, which always pictures bringing something from an embryonic stage into full development. Even though the flesh in an embryonic way may want to express itself, if you choose to walk in the spirit, you will stop the development of the flesh. You won't satisfy it. You won't gratify it. You will not allow it to develop or to fulfill itself. He said you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Even the word lust is so important, the Greek word epithumia. It's a compound of two words. The word epi means over. It's used as an intensifier. The second part of the word is the word thumos. The word thumos is the word for a passionate desire, something that's really passionate. It's swelling and growing in size. And when you compound the two words together, it describes a desire, a craving, or carnal longing of the flesh, a yearning, a hankering. 
and it pictures one that wants something so bad his whole body is bent over, he's yearning for it, he's reaching for it, he's craving it. And here the Apostle Paul tells us the flesh has its own mind and its own desires, which is something he also writes to us about in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 3, where Paul says the flesh has its own will, the flesh has its own desires, and the flesh even has its own mind. And if you don't crucify it by the power of the Spirit, mortify it by the power of the Holy Spirit, your flesh will begin to work its evil fruit in your life. But if you use your mind to make a decision, and your mind is where the battle is won. You see, your flesh and your also spirit. And lying between the two is your soul. Your soul is the control center of your life. And it's with your soul, it's with your mind, that you choose which part of you is going to dominate you. And if you've been walking in the flesh for a long, long time, then you will naturally gravitate toward the flesh. You have to learn to mortify the flesh by the power of the Holy Spirit and yield to the Spirit, which is a choice. And Paul says, if you walk in the spirit, you cannot simultaneously walk in the flesh. This is incompatible. You can only walk in one realm at one time. It is impossible to walk in the spirit and be controlled by the flesh at the same time. Likewise, it's impossible for you to be dominated by the flesh and also be dominated by the spirit. Therefore, with your soul, you have to choose which part of you is going to dominate your life. Mm. He says, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That word flesh, the Greek word sarkos, describes the flesh, carnal instincts or base instincts of the flesh. And Paul's telling us when we walk in the spirit, we pull the plug on the flesh. And the RIV of Galatians 5.16 is, make the path of the spirit the place where you habitually live and walk become so comfortable on this spiritual path that you learn to leisurely and peacefully stroll along in that realm. Living your life in the spirit realm is the best way to guarantee that you will not allow the yearnings of your flesh to creep out and fulfill themselves. Ah, oh, so powerful. And then in verse 17, Paul tells us that there's a war taking place between these two realms, the spirit realm and the flesh realm. Listen to this. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit. The Greek says the things belonging to the spirit. The word against in Greek is the word kata. The word kata describes something coming down, something that is against, something that wants to dominate, conquer, or even squash. It means that when you choose to walk in the spirit, your flesh will declare war. Your flesh has controlled you for a long time. And when you begin to surrender to a higher realm, your flesh will scream out. It will try to squash what you're doing. It will come against this activity for you to move into the higher road and try to pull you back down onto a lower level. And the verse goes on to say, and the spirit is against the flesh. The word against, the Greek word kata, again, which means down, against, to conquer, to dominate, to squash. There is a war taking place between these two realms in your life. You already know that. In fact, Paul goes on to say, and these are contrary one to the other. The word contrary, the Greek word anti-kemi. The word anti means against. The word kemi means to set or to position something, to stack something in place. 
And when you compound the two words together, this word anti-kami means to set in opposition as if in war, to strategically oppose, to take a stand against, to completely be unreconcilable with each other. It pictures two enemies on opposite sides of the line. It is an all-out war which means when you choose to walk in the Spirit, don't be surprised if your flesh throws a fit because the flesh does not want to lose its control in your life. But wait, then we finally come to Galatians chapter 5, verse 19, where Paul says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest. And notice that Paul says the flesh produces work. That's vastly different from the spirit because the spirit produces fruit, but the flesh produces work. And the word work that is used here in the Greek text is the word erga. It signifies some kind of action, deed, or activity. Very often it referred to a person's occupation, to one's labor, or to the things produced by someone's effort or life. It describes a person's line of work, his career, his labor, or his profession, and denotes the results of hard, hard work, which means what the flesh produces is really ugly. It's really hard what the flesh produces. And I want to give you a true story. Many, many years ago, I was in Riga and I was riding in a car that we had rented. I had a couple of very famous speakers with me in the car who had come to Riga to speak in our church. And as we were driving along, I was seated in the front of the car on the right-hand side. The rented driver was on the left. Something happened that was unthinkable. A man committed suicide by jumping in front of our car. I can still hear our car hitting that man's body. I saw his body thrown into the oncoming lane on the other side of the street and watched as five cars drove over his body. It was such a horrible thing to see. Quickly, we parked our car and I put our special guests in another taxi and sent them to their hotel. And I walked across the street and said to a local policeman, can I please go and pray for this man? He kind of laughed at me and said, you think there's any hope in praying for that man? That man's dead. But I got right into the face of that man. And when I looked into his face, oh, it was such a sad sight. I figured he was about 70 years old. He looked so old. He looked hard. He looked broken, deep, deep lines in his face. And now he lay there, his body crushed, completely broken. I could smell alcohol on his breath. This was a man who had lived a very hard and a very difficult life. Well, several days later, the police came to me to interview me about that accident. And they began to tell me about this man that had been hit and had been killed. And I was stunned when they told me he was, are you ready? 27 years old. The man who died was 27. I thought he was 70 at least. And in fact, after they told me he was 27, I almost couldn't hear anything else in the conversation. All I could think was the appearance of this man was so hard. It was so bitter. He looked so old. I really thought he was elderly. For him to be so young and to look So old, I knew this was a man who had lived a really unruly life. But what's amazing is when he was born, he was a beautiful baby. When he was born, his mother believed he was going to live a great life. 
She had great hopes for him, but over the course of life, because that man had been dominated by his flesh, his flesh had turned him inside out, his flesh had worked him until now he was reduced to looking like an elderly, old, broken man. And in fact, he was 27 years old. But my friends, that is what the flesh produces. Listen to me very careful. It is the occupation of flesh to do really hard things in your life. The flesh, if you let it have its way, will jump forward to manifest its evil desires and all of its carnal cravings. If you don't stop its activity, it will lead you into adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and other vices of this kind. If you let the flesh have its way, you'll end up in scandal, drinking alcohol, on drugs, or becoming bitter, hard-hearted, or filled with malice and strife, because that is what the flesh eventually produces when it has its way in a person's life. But that does not have to be you. And that is why Paul tells us in Galatians 5, verse 16, this I say, then walk in the spirit. He's giving us an option. Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. And again, the RIV of Galatians 5.16 is make the path of the spirit, the place where you habitually live and walk, become so comfortable on this spiritual path that you learn to leisurely and peacefully stroll along in that realm. Living your life in this spirit realm is the best way to guarantee you will not allow the yearnings of your flesh to creep out and fulfill themselves. My friend, the work of the flesh is hard and it's deadly. But you can choose to move into the higher realm, take the high road, and walk habitually in the spirit until you learn to live there. That is what the Bible says, and you can do that. And I'll be back in just a moment, and I'm going to pray for you. A life dominated by the flesh is a hard life. It is filled with excess, imbalance, extremity, laziness, self-abuse, hatred, strife, bitterness, irresponsibility, and neglect. The way of the flesh is the hardest route to take. But a life dominated by the Holy Spirit is filled with benefits and blessings. I'm talking about love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Don't give way to the flesh and allow it to produce its ugly work in your life. In this series, The Work of the Flesh versus the Fruit of the Spirit, Rick Renner will show you how to identify the works of the flesh, how to stop yielding to the flesh, how to start yielding to the Spirit, how to walk in the Spirit nonstop, how walking in the Spirit can become your realm of existence. This powerful 10-part series is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $20. In addition to this teaching series, you can also get the book Sparkling Gems from the Greek Volumes 1 and 2. In these books, Rick unlocks the brilliant treasures within God's Word and shows you how to live an intimate and uncompromising life with God in an easy-to-read devotional format. Each volume of Sparkling Gems explores more than 1,000 in-depth Greek word studies. Order Sparkling Gems Volume 1 for just $40 and Sparkling Gems Volume 2 for only $45. Don't miss this special offer. The series, The Work of the Flesh versus The Fruit of the Spirit and the books Sparkling Gems 1 and Sparkling Gems 2. Call the number on your screen or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. 
Hey friends, this is Rick and Denise Renner with our hard hats. We have to wear them. Because we're standing on our new land in Moscow where we're building the new TV studio. We built a big fence around this property and had to dig the ground out and then fill it with new soil. They've been leveling it. They've been putting in pipes and a French drain around the whole property. And very soon they're going to begin pouring the foundation for the new studio. And from this place, we're going to film programs that are going to go into people's homes all over the world. They're crying out and they're saying, God, please send us teaching we can trust. And right from this place, can you imagine, Denise, in Russia, we're going to be broadcasting the teaching of the Bible to people all over the world. It is so exciting. Thank you so much for being a part of the giving team to make all of this happen. And at the same time, they're also getting ready to move into the new building in Tulsa. They're getting it all ready. Wow, it is so amazing what is happening simultaneously on both sides of the world. But friends, it's not about buildings. It's about people. We're doing our part to take the teaching of the Bible into people's homes all over the world. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 10, 21, the lips of the righteous feed many. That's our job. Our team is willing to do the work, but partners put financial fuel into the tank that enable us to do this amazing job. And thank you so much for being a partner. And if you're not yet a part of the giving team to make all of this happen, would you please pray about becoming part of the team to help us do this? We can do it. And together, we're really going to get it done. Oh, it's just so exciting to stand here on this ground, which was dedicated to the Lord. We laid hands on it, we consecrated it, we sanctified it, and now the building is going to begin to go up. And at the same time, we're moving into our new building in Tulsa and renovating it. It's amazing what can happen if everyone works together. And Denise, we could never do this by ourselves. But God has given us the most amazing partners. And because of you, we're able to do this. And I want you to know that when you're a partner with our ministry, we really mean it when we call you a partner and we're praying for you. And again, if you're not a part of the giving team yet, please pray about joining our giving team to cause this miracle here and the miracle in Tulsa to come to pass. And together, we're going to feed people the Word of God all over the planet. Thank you so much for being a part of this project. I'm having such a good time as we're studying Galatians chapter 5 about the fruit of the Spirit versus the works of the flesh. My friend, choose to walk in the Spirit and order the whole series, which is called the works of the flesh versus the fruit of the Spirit. You choose death permeated works or supernatural life giving fruit. I know you want supernatural life giving fruit. The works of the flesh are death permeated. Run from them and make the choice to step up onto the high road 
and learn how to walk in the Spirit. And this series will help you learn how to do that. And it comes with a wonderful study guide. You can order these by going online or giving us a call right now. And we're also offering you right now my daily devotional called Sparkling Gems from the Greek, number one, and Sparkling Gems from the Greek, number two. If you don't already have yours, order yours today. And if you have number one, then order number two. Continue your study of the New Testament with Rick Renner. These books will make the New Testament come alive for you. But Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that you really give us a choice. We do not have to walk in the flesh. We can choose to walk in the Spirit. And we thank you that when we make that choice, you empower us to do it. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll be back tomorrow, but until then, remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there's power.